0: So maybe God did tell her not to go to the Beyonce concert do you believe but music that is,
1: do you believe that music the music industry is evil no okay I don't so what did you think about Sam Smith's performance at the Grammys uh
0: I feel like that was unholy okay I feel like that was that was um, which was the name of the
1: song <laughs>
0: yes <laughs> it is but I What's good, everybody? What's good?
1: I hope you're enjoying the show. Check it out. We are running a campaign right now where we are asking 200 people to donate $10. That's just 200 people to donate just $10. That's a That's a cup at Starbucks. That's, I don't know, it's something, right? But check it out. The reason why we're doing this is because we got some big things planned for this season. We're trying to get into a new studio. We're trying to get some new lighting, some new sound equipment, bring in a producer, and we need your help to do that. So if you rock with the show, if you rock with our content, just go ahead and, you know, donate $10. Now, how do you donate? I'm glad you asked. And even if you didn't, I'm going to tell you anyways. Cash app us at combos FTC. we are on paypal as well paypal dot me slash combos for the culture and we are also on buy me a coffee buymeacoffee.com slash combos for the culture. All right. You can do that. Or you can just go to www.combosftc.com and make your donation that way. So check it out. We need your help. $10 from 200 people. We're trying to reach this goal by our mid season break. And I believe that we can do it. Okay. So if you rock with the content, if you like what we're doing, if you like what we talk about, go ahead and make that happen right now. Now back to the conversation. yo what's good what's good everybody welcome to Combos for the culture this is week three of season two i'm excited to everybody uh excited for everybody here today's show uh shout out to everybody who's been rocking with us uh for this season i'm excited uh real quick those of you who have donated to this season we appreciate you guys too um you know our goal is 200 people to donate ten dollars at least ten dollars for this season we're sitting at 58 so we need some more y'all to go ahead and do it so you can skip your you know your starbucks for the day um <laughs> skip skip them honey packs y'all be buying uh skip <laughs> whatever it is right go ahead and uh you know ten dollars uh you can do buy me a coffee.com um forward slash combos for the culture our cash app is combos ftc and then our paypal is paypal.me slash combos for the culture check it out we got a lot of things to get into and we don't have a lot of time because we got a serious conversation later on with my uh guests are um our church correspondents lizzie lawden she's gonna be coming here and we're gonna be talking about um tiffany montgomery the um young lady who decided to uh play on beyonce's top on um, blue ivy wow. uh, <laughs> um <laughs> But right now we got some new person who we're gonna to introduce to y'all. If y'all rocking with him, then we might bring him back as our one of our uh, culture, pop culture correspondents. All right. So this is gonna be the culture recap. It. Excuse me. Don't come on here. I'm doing an introduction first of all. Okay. My I know man. you're. I know you're hot and heated and ready to drag a black woman because that's. I'm truth. not hot and heated. Okay. But None let me do things. my introduction properly. Thank you. Excuse All right. Me, so man. as I was saying, let me put him on mute because this is out of order. Oh. <laughs> so like I was saying, y'all. Um. So that's a strike one right there. But if there's no more strikes, we may bring him back onto the show, right? As one of our correspondents, um, Talan Lucas. I say his name in uh, properly. He used to say my name like wrong for the first three years of knowing him. Welcome <laughs> to. Cobbles for the Culture, how are you feeling today? Thank you, thank you. I'm feeling great, you know. Ready to get into some things. Yeah, ready to drag a black woman? Not at all.
3: Drag.
1: Okay. All right, so before we get into the Rihanna of it all, there's a couple of other things that I do want to talk about with you because it has been in the news, it has been in pop culture and all of that all right so um so um i'm gonna play a little clip of what happened um last week um at a basketball game right um after mm-hmm. a game uh his name is cam thomas and he said something um that got him in some trouble and we're gonna go ahead and play this this is cam thomas after the game he plays for the brooklyn let's go okay well, because
3: you guys were lacking that
1: I, I seen it but i was like man he just talking for the last we already had good looking dudes no homo but you know how it goes. <laughs> all right I'm sure the legal office will enjoy that one uh spencer go. so what was what was what was um what's the word so what got me was the dude <laughs> the interviewer said oh i'm sure the legal yeah. office will love that one yeah um, they point that out yeah he pointed it out um so yeah, Tim Thomas said that um it was whatever whatever. Um now one thing that I do want to say is do I think that the term no homo is ignorant? Yes. Do I think it's immature and childish? Yeah. Cuz like niggas out here can't do anything without being like no homo. Like they mm-hmm. get a hot dog and they got to eat it from the middle because <laughs> they don't want to be seen as a gay. Yeah, right? Yeah. They tell their friend who they grew up with for like 15, 20 years, love you, bro. No homo. So I do think the no homo thing is a little bit, um, what's the word? I think it's a little, ex- I, I think it's ignorant. But this $40,000 fine that they gave him, um, I think that was a lot. For sure. Um, I think that was a lot to give him that much. Um that was just a lot on him. Um I had made a comment and I had said that um I had said that I didn't think that it was dangerous, right? Then mm-hmm. some people inbox me and they're like, you can't say what's dangerous and what's not oh no, I said harmful. They were like, you can't say what's harmful and what's not harmful. Because what about the 13-year-old kid who's a huge fan of him and who hears that, and now he feels like there's something wrong with him. So I would like to say that to me, even though that's literally what my tweet said, to me, it's not harmful. So how are you going to tell me what the hell? It's harmful to me, right? But I don't think it was harmful. Um, Was it ignorant? Yes. Was it immature? Yes. Before I get to you and your thoughts on what he said and then this $40,000 fine, he did tweet out, I want to apologize for the insensitive word I used in the post-game interview. I was excited about the win and was being playful. I definitely didn't intend to offend anyone, but realized that I probably did. My apologies, again, much love. Now, some people have said that's not a real apology. Like, I feel like the girls are caring. Um, And I feel like it's mostly the white gays who are up in arms. Now, there are some of the black progressives out there and, the you know, the real, like, you know, Mm-hmm. What was your thoughts? Were you offended? I was not offended at all. Was it needed? Definitely not. Um, very immature. But also, it's like, if you feel that way, just stand on it. there doesn't have to be, like, the security blanket of no homo. And I don't know. I just feel like people just, like, I haven't heard that in a minute. And it's just not needed. It's definitely not needed. The $40,000 $40, fine was too much. And I think, like, are we really that sensitive? But also, mm. like, let me shut up because I don't want to say nothing. Like, but yes, that was. Oh, well, we speak our mind on this podcast, so there's that. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. So if anybody got a problem, they can go playing traffic. Um, wow, that was violent. But yeah. <laughs> my thing is this: if I want to, where's that money going? Is that money going to LGBTQ community no, organizations? For sure. or? Where's that going to because when you just finding him for what reason at that point like right is he giving back to this community just teaching him a lesson like what is it for? yeah it was it was interesting it was interesting but like so we went I wanted to leave with that get your thoughts on that all right something else that recently happened um just literally uh yesterday happened uh Buster Rhymes was walking and uh, he had a drink in his hand. this woman came behind him and she smacked his clappers right? She mm-hmm. smacked his clappers and he turned around and gave her that woo ha ha and threw a drink in her face. Now, some people are saying that because she's a woman, he shouldn't have done that because technically that is assaulting a woman. Um, even though uh, that woman just smacked his clappers, yeah, which is assault, yes, yeah, do you think he was standard. wrong for doing what he did? Um. It wasn't right. Throwing a drink on anyone is not right. But he did defend himself. And he could have said, like, don't touch me. That is harassment. But Mm -hmm. he did not hear her. He he didn't do nothing to, like, really assault her. I don't think that's an assault. (laughs) Throwing a drink on somebody is not an assault. But her harassing him is an assault. And that's such a double standard for them to say, oh, she's a woman. He should have never done that. That's such a double standard because she harassed him. She touched him without permission. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I don't think, I, th- I think people, is there's a lot of carrying on going on these days. Um, and I think that we have to, like, these celebrities are people. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with what happened with Glorilla last weekend, where a fan was upset because they thought she was supposed to be performing, but really it was a walkthrough. And the fan got mad and threw a drink in Glorilla's face. What? Yes. Oh my god. I I didn't know that one. Um we've seen that in sports where where players are coming through the tunnels and coming going into the tunnel and Mm -hmm. people toss beer at them and like all of these things. And it's like it's out of hand. But for sure. But then when the player or the celebrity when they retaliate, then it's like, oh, they should know better. They shouldn't, it comes with the territory. Do you feel like that type of stuff comes with the territory? For sure, but also it does not make it right. Okay. And yes, it doesn't make it right. It does come with the territory, but it doesn't make it right. And so I being assaulted like, comes with the territory? I don't I think that's like in the job description. No, but just the culture of uh pop culture celebrities, I feel like that happens a lot. All the time. And part of me is like that happens, you should be expecting you should be the bigger person, but also what that girl say? Race say, get your lick back, get your get lick, lick back. back. Yes, yeah, like that is not okay. And honestly, if that was me, I don't think I would have just walked away. I would have definitely thrown a drink on her or do something <laughs> back to her. Yeah, we would have been. We would have. It would have been something a tussle, right? At least curse her out. Something. I don't know. Right. It would have been like an episode of Baddies, Baddies
3: West or something. For sure. That's
1: just disrespectful. That's disrespectful. All right, so we're going through this pop culture stuff. Um, you're you're a fashion girl, so I think you'll uh, I think you will enjoy this right here. Breaking news, right? That's what we do here. We break all the news. Yes. Um, Virgil, Virgil Abloh, rest in peace to Virgil Abloh. His successor um, as the next creative director for the next creative director for Louis Vuitton have been named. Yeah. And it is none other than not Kanye West. Sorry, Kanye, I know you thought this was going to be. I know you thought this was going to be yours, but it's not. But according to exclusive published by the Wall Street Journal, the luxury French fashion house has chosen the multi-platinum producer to take over Ablo's vacation, uh, a vacant position as the brand's creative director. That producer and artist, Is Pharrell. Pharrell Williams, who is also uh, a Virginia native like ABLO, will join the LVMH brand amid historical growth. In 2018, Louis Vuitton became the first 10 billion luxury brand and managed to compound the figure in just four years. Following a surge in post pandemic earnings, Louis Vuitton now sits at 20 billion in revenue, making it the biggest luxury brand in the world. Now, we can't say that even though I don't personally rock with him no more. We can't say that Kanye West didn't have a huge part to do with that. We can't say that Virgil didn't have a huge part to do with that, mm-hmm. right? But now in this next chapter, we're gonna see Pharrell Williams taking over as a creative director. How do you feel about that? Are you excited? Do you think he was the right person for the job? I'm definitely excited. is uh, definitely a fashion guy. Like he's been in the fashion industry for a long time. I feel like he's been making noise in it as well. And I'm excited to see what he comes up with. It should be fun. And I think this is, like, a great position for him. Are there any other people who you thought might have got it or who you would you would have rather had? Or do you think Pharrell is, like, the, the way to go? I wasn't thinking of Pharrell. I was I didn't know who was going to be it. And okay. I don't think Kanye, I don't know. I just did think, like, with all the stuff that Kanye is going on, creative director for LV would not be good right now. So, yeah. um, so I never gave too much thought about it, but for real, it's a perfect fit. Okay, I'll with that. Yeah, but what do you think? Like, um, a woman could have done. Like, oh, what woman? Uh, did you think that a female they could have taken that role? Cardi B. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> no, but but Cardi's definitely been killing when it comes to fashion lately. Um, yes, whoever her team is, they're doing what needs to be done. Um. Like, I don't think she's, like, doing nothing with music. I don't think she wants to do music no more. Um, what? Uh, she does, do you listen to her when she speaks? She don't t- sound like somebody who wants to do music. <laughs> no, I don't really uh, listen to her at all. Oh, yeah, I forget. She <laughs> you, hate, you hate women. Um, oh, my God. No, you hate God. women not named, not named Nicki Minaj. Um, or Beyonce. That's... <laughs> yeah, you're definitely a barb. But... Shout out to the Barb's. You know that I don't like y'all, but y'all are out there. Shout out to the Barb's who listen. Okay, so um, let's shift a little bit, okay? Sure. Did you watch the Super Bowl, or did you just watch, like, the the half? No, of- I actually did. I watched watch the, the Super Bowl? Bowl. I did, and um, my team won. Oh, my gosh, your team won. Well, it's not even my team, because I don't want really keep up with football like that. But exactly. Before, <laughs> the, before the game started... I said, I'm going to choose this team, and we're going to win. And what happened? Why did you choose the team? Why did you choose the we team? Won, man. We won. We won. we. you're not a fan of that team. Yes, I am. Who Name somebody on the team, other than Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Other than Patrick Mahomes. Number 27. No, who's the coach? It doesn't matter. A coach. A then it's coach. not your team. If you don't a know the coach things, that's not your team. A coach that led them to win the Super Bowl. That's not your team anyways. You, casual, yeah. you casuals are sending me. Um, a good coach. But casuals also don't buy their own favorite artist's music anyways. They steal it. I can't relate are to that part- one. Huh? Can't relate to that one. You don't buy Beyonce's music? I do buy a Beyonce's music. You Did you buy Renaissance or did you stream Renaissance? I have Renaissance in my files. Did you buy Renaissance? I, or have, I bought it. I bought it and all the singles, all the Cupid remix, all the break my no, soul. No, you got remix. that. You got that remix off the uh, black market. I promise you, I can email you the receipts after this. Okay. Are yeah,
0: sure?
1: I'm sure. Okay. But I still have a problem because I didn't get a code for that ticket. But I bought all those remixes and stuff like that. <laughs> so I want my. Did you get yet. tickets? No, not yet. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, I won't. I can't get into Ticketmaster. Mm. See that's God, humbling you. Um, Is it? Yep. Yeah. Or He's gonna make a way. Um, I'm gonna pray against it. No, I'm did joking. you get tickets? Huh? Did you get tickets? Cause you know you're the number one B. High fan. Definitely not. Um, oh. definitely not. Ooh. Okay, so let's get into it. All right, get into it. Yeah. Super Bowl started off, um, and. We had Mama Cheryl perform. I didn't see that performance actually. Okay, well, I'm gonna play a little bit of it for you, okay? Okay. So
0: lift every
1: voice. I see to a Miss Shirley Ralph, years ago, decades ago, she told us that singing does not pay the bills. Singing does not Bye. put the food on the table. But singing put her singing in front of the Super Bowl. So we love to see it. Um, Unpopular opinion. And mm-hmm. I'll say this. I'll start off with saying this. I love, 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 love Shirley Ralph. I love that she's getting the flowers that she's getting in this season of life. Well, well well-deserved, the original Dina Jones, um, a legend. She's an icon. She's a legend. She's the moment. Uh, She's a Broadway and theater legend. So one thing that I will say is everything she does is dramatic. It's there. It's lots of drama, right? It's lots of just, it's drama. Even her speeches, when she looks into the camera, she's a lot like Jennifer Lewis. And they came from... They come from that same era, right? Where Mm -hmm. Jennifer Lewis just she's always giving you lots of drama. Yeah. If we're being honest, Kiki has that same type of spirit to her. Palmer, not Wyatt, right? Kiki is always just over the top. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's a little cringe for me, for my liking. You know, it's distracting. To me, from my liking. What does it distract you of? Huh? What did it distract you from? From actually, it's just extra. Just loud and extra and dramatic and single.
2: So, oh. I'm sorry.
1: Oh. Coming from a musical theater background, I mm-hmm. live for it. Like, I love it. It's so drama. So you thought that was good? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It was, not, it was very entertaining and I had for good her. moments, right? She had presents that other performances was lacking throughout the night. Um, uh, it's right, not too much. Hater. Uh, and then yeah. What you call that? No, it's listen. Uh, I don't know. I think vocally. Um, listen. One, that song is already a um downer. <laughs> Right? It's mm-hmm. very, it's like minor chords, a lot of minor chords in it, right? Sing a song. Uh, and then she started so low. She was in the key of Paul Robinson. She was down here, down, was by, her key, though. down by the drinking gourd. And <laughs> it, she it sounded like key. to me, to me, and then it was just so long. She made it so long because it was so dramatic and it was so long. And I felt like, I, I, wanted to, I, I wanted it to be Tasha Cobb's Break Every Chains, but I felt like she was putting the chains back on us. And I didn't like that. I felt like a slave watching that and listening. How to could it. you feel like a slave watching that one? It was so grand. It was loud. It was no. extra. Extra I, You're extra, so I can see. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so wow. I can see. I can see why you would enjoy the extra-ness. I can see that. You resonated with it. Yeah. Not only from being extra, but also, like, it gives me very musical theater, so. And and I give her that. Um, You know, it just wasn't for me. It was very true to who she was. I liked when Mary Mary did it um, last year. Theirs was nice. Nice harmonies. Um, But I will say it was better than when Alicia Keys did it. Because Alicia Keys was like, Because, <clears throat> you know, she likes to sing. She lives in the flat register. Um, A lot of singers do. You just, you you really trying it today. No, well, real. Some... Oh, A okay,
2: lot of singers you... these
1: days sing flat. And that's their sound. Mm. But Alicia Keys used to be able to sing, right? Yeah. I feel like she did. Yeah, something happened. Or did we just give her a pass because she played the piano and she was and cool she was, and I she's like a vibe? Is it because of her skin color too? Oh, because of her light skin? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. I feel like she's never been a singer, singer. Mm-hmm. Because even when you go back and you listen to like, Keep on falling. There was the same flatness in those songs. Mm-hmm. Great songs, though. Great songs. She's a great writer. Remember when Rita said? Great writer. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Not about great book. writer, great producer. What about Nicki Minaj? Mm. I'm gonna leave that to myself. <laughs> You no, know, it is a queen, so I won't come for her, but you better not. I'm glad she kept it cute. She didn't, though, she shaded the hell out of Nikki. It was cute, though, it was cute shade. And Nikki wouldn't dare fix her mouth and say nothing to Queen Aretha. I know I will because <laughs> she could never. So, th- I'm glad she kept it cute. Yeah, and I'm glad Nikki kept it cute as well. Good for you. Yeah, exactly. I'm putting you want you want to talk shit on my girl. I'm gonna talk so much on yours. I like Aretha. I was gonna see the movie. I'm not talking about Aretha. <laughs> I'm not talking about Aretha. Oh, you uh, want to uh, see the movie with Scream? Yeah. yeah, respect. How did she do? It was good. I liked it a lot. You talking with Jennifer? Um, with Jennifer Hudson? Yeah, it was really good. Mm. Cause you know Jennifer has a loudness to her. Mhm. Will that be extra or no? Jennifer Hudson is one thousand percent extra. You don't think so? Yeah. Okay. But I feel like it's a different type of extra. You think it's a good extra? No. I mean, it's not a bad extra either. But like, this—it's not a production. It's not like a. I think just her voice is extra. Yeah, her voice. She's just loud in every. Just loud. Yes. Um. And I feel like she oversings sometimes. But one thing that I do love when she did um, R.I.P, Kobe Bryant, but when she performed at his um, service, and she did a Donny Hathaway song, For All We Know, beautiful, 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 beautiful. And she kept it. It was very, to me, it's one of her best performances because it wasn't like, I had to watch it. For <laughs> i screaming. It was very, like YouTube it once you get off of here. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. um soft for her. I live for um, live performances. <laughs> I can't wait to watch. Yeah, it was good. Um, you know, that was a beautiful day. You had her, you had Beyonce perform. That's... Beyonce restarted. She's like, No, we have to do it. Because if Adele can restart all the time, I think we should give the same grace to Beyonce or whoever else. Because Adele, if one thing Adele's gonna do, she's gonna start a song over again. It needed the. Okay, so, what did you think about Chris Stapleton's um, "Star Spangled Banner," national anthem? I heard a little clip of it. I thought it was cute. Yeah, very original, and I liked it. Yeah, he had a little bit of um, white folks. Yeah, he had a little twang to it. A little twang to it. he had some good runs. Like Mm -hmm. his runs, his runs was running. Um, I like how I mean, his voice sounds, too. It's very warm to me. Ooh. You like it warm? <laughs> I'm like, oh, You like it warm? <laughs> just a little bit, maybe. Oh wait. I'm just playing. Let's all right, die. so let's get into it, all right? The moment while people are here. Um, You <laughs> got on the internet the other night and said that Rihanna's performance was trash. Did I? Or did I... I don't think I got it. Yes. answer that. Yes, you did. Or you texted. You told me that. You said yes. Yes, I told you that. All right. Yes. Talk to me. Um, when I that was my initial thought. Like, I was disappointed in a lot of areas. Well. Articulate, look, idea. this is speaking to your <laughs> chest the same no, way. You I did. am I am this is how I talk. I was okay. disappointed. Like, but after watching it again, there are some parts that I liked a little bit more than I didn't. However, I feel like her presence was lacking. And um yeah. Rihanna's not a good like a good performer anyway. However, I don't know. It's just like have you it, watched her? prior performances because... Hold on. Okay, so have you watched her prior performances because y'all acting like what she gave, that's what Rihanna gives. Yes, but also there's been a lot of great performances where she gave a little bit more than that. When she didn't have a whole nigga inside of her. And I understand that. But if you... Honestly, (laughs) it's all about time. And if you know you was not ready, girl, you was not ready. That's not how the business works, sir. You can't just signed a contract. So this contract was signed over a I year ago. I understand that. However, she knew she was performing months ago. She didn't start rehearsing till 2 weeks ago. She just got the soundtrack last week. Hold on, because people want to text me in the middle of us recording. Okay, so but what I'm saying is this. If she didn't give too much, right? Performance-wise, and she didn't give too much prior to her being pregnant. And she looks like she's pregnant pregnant. No, she's pregnant. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, what makes people think that she's going to, like, be doing spins and dips? And, no, I didn't want her to like, do that. I didn't want but her to You do that. might not. But a lot of people were like, oh, she should have given us dance and this and that. She don't dance. Like, Brianna has never been a dancer like that. She has definitely gave us dance before. Not like people were asking for. People no. was looking for like Sierra and <laughs> and yeah, Rani that is a little see. ridiculous. Like expecting Beyonce or Sierra or something like that is not. But I know Rihanna is a chill performer, and the, a lot of the moments in the Super Bowl, I feel like she was way too chill. Like she was just like, and I feel like I don't know. She could have gave a little bit more energy, and I honestly think that's on her team's fault. Okay. And a lot of stuff should have been more choreographed and like thought out and like ha- be more intentional. Even her like showing the fancy palette, it was so quick. Like it was, gave it right back. Like if you're going to yeah, make this a it was supposed to, because mostly, because you know how advertisements work, that wasn't probably supposed to be something that she was even supposed to do. So it had to be a one, two, one, two, boom, check it out. That's free advertisement a lot of stuff I don't care she thought of, she said she said she's gonna do it she came up with that mind and she I mean that plan that she's gonna do it so take it You you're gonna do it don't make it a moment you just so go that's what you say but you have to also remember black women don't have they don't they don't Janet Jackson is still paying for I'm aware so like you said oh just do it just do it like black women don't especially in the industry that's they don't have things I feel like
2: Showing no. a makeup palette
1: is showing a whole breast, a tits on the. Yes, but the makeup palette, she didn't pay for that. Technically, she didn't pay for that advertisement. Like they're very specific about that type of stuff. You feel me? That's how that sh- stuff works. Like they have a special official. So much like if a if a football player, right? If the team is sponsored by Nike, right? I think the NFL maybe be sponsored by Nike. I believe. If I'm a player, right? I cannot wear a Reebok hoodie after the game during the press conference i can't so there's those things those those i feel like y'all picking and choosing just like being very nitpicky and it annoys me a lot and of I, when it comes to a 13 minute performance you have to be picky you have to be intentional no because you have to be intentional much. it's only 13 minutes there's no y'all way don't that do you... that, y'all, y'all don't keep the same energy and not you specifically right but like the collective of what I've seen, all the criticisms and the crap. I like to hear the day that you was about to say. Talking about boring, 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 all of this, right? I don't boring. see these people, and, and Black people, I hate when we do this, right? We expect the most from Black women, right? But then these white women can come in here with their melancholy mayonnaise music, right? Yeah, relate. Melancholy mayonnaise music, and they're like, oh my god. Oh, she's... Adele is so breathtaking. Oh, she's phenomenal. Oh, this, 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 this. Stop it. Stop it. it. No, stop it for sure. Oh, so you're not team Adele? I like Adele, but I would never have her perform the Super Bowl. (laughs) But I don't even think Adele gives what people try to make it seem like she gives. She's just a white woman, and I'm not... Just a white woman, like... I feel like white artists get awarded for doing a fraction of what black artists do. And I think that's Jasmine everywhere. Sullivan, Jasmine, Adele doesn't do anything differently or any better than what Jasmine Sullivan does. For sure, Jasmine Sullivan does even more than Adele. Ja- I mean, than Adele. Even more, but she's not regarded on the high mm-hmm. level. You feel I me? Mean? Sure. And I just think like people want to re- listen. Okay, I'm re Navy. Everybody knows that. Um I think visually crying at the Super Bowl You said what? <laughs> I said crying at the Super Bowl. I was because it was beautiful. So it that's was the beautiful. problem. Y'all wanted just the dance. It's more performance, Mr. We Theater. Okay, y'all, y'all, y'all. I not y'all. It's I thought it was than, beautiful. She, she was looked great. great. It was visually, She looked good. She looked good. The dancers was doing with their thing. The light Shout out to, to the awesome. dancers the cinematography of it all the songs and like it was a beautiful thing to watch in How that aspect it up, was thought out she lifted up yes and apparently the whole thing was about like ovulation and like that's what i'm saying you have to you have to really i saw it. it i saw it it was just her performance was lacking her was like New line. It was like, but that's the thing. I feel like y'all wanted her to be like jlo or Shakira. Y'all wanted her to be like Beyonce. Y'all want like they're different artists. So I'm aware. And it's hard for me to sometimes to think that people gonna step like the girl supposed to step. Mm-hmm. But yeah. She's but she, that's not, not her there. style of art. And I, I appreciate that. that uh-huh. Her presence was not there. I don't know what happened. She was just not there. I thought her presence was there. Maybe I, I'm biased. You know. Let's, I had how it started. What? Bitch, better have my money. No, why Ready would they zoom in her face? Mommy. Why would they start like that with her just in her face like that? Hey y'all. Hey y'all. Okay, you know why? It was not even a moment, like if a performance like a start, make it start. Do you know why they were in her face like that? Think. I'm the Think think. Face card never declines. Oh my fin god, skin baby, 15 beauty so baby. So other moments that, that right? happened. From, Don't that me bro, I love Rihanna when it comes to performance, I'm gonna go through the problems that I had. Get into, into the, the skin. skin. That's what it was. Get it was the skin. So she can promote her skin, but she can't promote the, the product. Yeah, because that's <laughs> different. You say, look at my skin, and then. Hey, y'all, look at this fancy palette. Like, look at my skin that has the Fenty products on it. But it's not flashing the actual product. Come on. I, did, I, did, I understand, but I didn't like how it, it started. Okay. Did you like the song selection? Yes, but she was missing upon the replay. Now, that's what I will say she lied to us because she said that... <sighs> she told us that her performance was supposed to be Caribbean influence. Guess where was the dance hall? Where was there was the, no Caribbean. D, 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 D. There was no <laughs> there was no there was no Caribbean anyway. Yeah. So that was disappointing. Um are you what did you feel about everybody's like oh she should have brought out this person. She should have brought out that person. How did you she feel about have her? Guess for sure. Huh? She needed a guest for sure. I don't think she needed I guess. especially with you being pregnant. Okay, <laughs> realistically, outside of Jay Z, realistically, outside of Jay Z, what guest could she have even? I wrong? was being a little drama with my. I was saying Jay Z, Kanye West, Chris no, Brown, Travis. Uh, what's his name? Travis Scott. I oh, said no, realistically. <laughs> I said realistically. Kanye West is not realistic. All this stuff. How is it not? For, huh? How is it not? To bring Kanye West out on the Super Bowl? Are you serious? the <laughs> How dude is it not? Canceled by the no, and he's been dropped by everybody. Like as a business owner, as a business owner, you think they're about to put Kanye West, you know, Jay Z, Chris Brown, Kanye West, Asa Rocky. See, and uh, that's the. Y'all have unrealistic expectations. Chris Nikki Brown, Dodge. Chris Brown's not even allowed on any award shows. I mean, I know that's why I said some of the names were unrealistic, but she needed a guest for sure. Drake, and maybe and that's why Drake, she didn't pick one because all of her options was like in drama. Her and Drake are, you know, that on and off get on the off Drake. friendship, just like he is with Nikki. Like sometimes they're cool, and then the next time. We Don't see them together for a year, and then so well, like, just because y'all don't see them together doesn't mean they're not together or don't No, talk. They definitely Nikki and Drake definitely were beefing. Stop it, they've even I'm talking about it. any of these celebrities' relationships. Just because you don't see it doesn't mean they don't talk, true. But Drake and Rihanna definitely were beefing, yeah. Drake and Nikki were beefing. You just that's the point of what I'm saying. Drake wasn't realistic. I just feel like in her, if this was like an homage to her career, or like, yeah, of her catalog, a lot of these people was definitely impacted her career a lot, and she needed a she needed a guest. Mm, I don't think I think that she to me the only person who I would have like realistically seen coming out uh, was Jay Z since he did curate the show. Maybe throw in like a a Calvin Harris. For like, We Found Love, right? Mm-hmm. Have him out there. Um, maybe DJ Khaled, but me personally, I'm sick of him. I wouldn't want to see him out there. Um, Bryson Taylor, like, huh? Why he can't sing live? Um, did she, she did do work? She did work. Yeah, I said she did work. Yeah. Like, yeah, there were opportunities for her to bring people out. But I really feel like it was about her and her child. I understand she was, that. She you know, I like, I think she wanted that to be the focus of the performance. And I understand that, but I feel like a guest performance would have heightened her performance. A guest artist would have heightened the performance. Yeah, but, but since so, it was not about since it was not one theme, I guess she get a pass. Not a I guess. guess. But when you really go back and you watch, you'll see all of the things, right, that made this what it was like, I think a lot of people in the moment, um, they were like, "Oh my god, that was this though." I didn't like, I didn't like a Beyonce, 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 Beyonce Bruno Mars, Bruno Mars, Brutal Mars, and mm. it wasn't trying to do that. And I think we have to give artists the autonomy to do things the way that they do it. No, for sure. Right? Right. Um, and how they do it, and 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 I know not everybody's gonna like everything, but my issue was people who were like, "It sucked." It didn't suck. My first, my first thoughts were it sucked. It didn't suck, but my views have definitely changed. Mm-hmm. Visually, it was it was dope. It was beautiful, but it was a lot of areas that I felt like the uh, performance was lacking, and and I know it was lacking for her, like mm-hmm. to Rihanna, like this was cute, but I know Rihanna can give more. I respect that. All right, so let's 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 go. Uh, tell the people. I think you know we're gonna ask the people. You know the people. The people run this show. So when I bring on people, I'll be like, "Do you want this person back?" But we might bring you in here, maybe you know once or twice a month, get you to talk. You know, see if the people really rocking with you. But tell the people where they can find you. Yes, you can find me at x underscore n a l e t underscore on all platforms: Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Yeah. And what is it that's telling people a little bit like when they follow you? What is some of the stuff that they're going to see out here? Yes. I am a full-off creator, uh, creator, director, dancer, model, all that. Yes. Twerker. Part-time. Y'all, if y'all saw him, um, he showed up to the interview today. He got his nipples out and everything. Whoa.
2: And this next.
1: He got his nipples out in this mesh. Y'all <laughs> can't even see that. Don't listen. It's a vlog right here. Y'all mm-hmm. don't even know. Yeah, so so there was that. I don't know what podcast you thought this was. I um, was given a Janet moment. Oh, OK. It was a Pop throwback. culture. It was a callback to Janet. I love it. You told me I was not able to wear my Rihanna shirt, my jacket. So. <laughs> no, you weren't because you you disrespected that Black queen. Just imagine so. if it was green. Ayo, ayo. But I will say, her vocals were a lot better than I expected. No, shout out to that. Yes. Because <laughs> um, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yes, yeah, shout out to those vocals. It's been definitely gotten better. Her vocal yes, ability has, has to, definitely grown. It has to be the baby. Um Helped strengthen those vocals. Hmm. Maybe she's yeah. been working harder with the vocal coach. Maybe, because it's definitely... Um, now I, I'm, I'm really glad though that she didn't try to lift nothing up because I, would now I actually want to hear that song. So I like that song, but I only like the part where she's like, So you like the instrumental, like when she first starts off? I like when she does that. I said, Oh, that's a nice little home. and then she's like, Let me, I honestly like, like it. It's a good ballad, is it? Yeah. Not one of her best ballads. No, actually, I want her to perform another ballet in the Super Bowl, but... What, stay? That would have been a good one. Okay. That wasn't the one that you were thinking of. Which one were you thinking? I was not thinking of anyone, but I just wanted to perform another one besides oh. Diamonds. okay, okay, okay. I like Diamonds. I think Diamonds made the most sense. Like, I knew that's what she was going to perform. I didn't think she was going to give us Unfaithful. No, definitely not. <laughs> I know she wasn't going to give us Take a Bow. That was a hit. No, that was a real hit. That was a hit. That's not. Um, take a Bow had all the girls propping their phone up, singing Take a Bow, uploading it to YouTube. But that wouldn't have hit like diamonds. I guess that's subject. You look so dumb right now. <laughs> It's just a good song. Like, oh, I think it was good. But y'all, let us know in the comments. Let us know in the comments. Who do you want to see perform at the Super Bowl next year? Yes. And what did y'all think about Rihanna's performance? Uh, If y'all, you know, shoot me a message in the in my DMs or whatever, and uh, I might read some of your mail next week. All right, we're going to take a break, and then we will be back with my good friend, my good sis, Lizzie Lawton, and we are going to talk about Tiffany Montgomery and her beef with Beyonce Giselle knows You're listening to Combos for the Culture, and we will be back after this. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Combos for the Culture. Um, we had an awesome first segment. Shout out to uh, one of our resident, new resident uh, pop culture uh, correspondents in Telan Lucas. Thank you for stopping by. You will hear him more. As the weeks go on. And today, y'all, for our big conversation of the day, we're going to have some church talk, y'all. We're going to take it to church, have some church talk with our in-house, what what can we say? Our in-house church correspondent. This year, we're bringing in a lot of different correspondents at Lizzie Lawden. Y'all heard her on last season. She was our producer. Y'all heard her going off a lot of times throughout the uh, the course of uh, season one. Lizzie is back with this segment called Church Talk with Lizzie Lawden. Lizzie, how are you feeling?
0: Hey, guys. I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm really excited for your conversation. I love to go off about church things. <laughs>
1: yes me too me too and we have a lot to talk about so we're gonna get right into it okay um so everybody this is tiffany montgomery um to give you some context uh she recently spoke to um you know people who were there to see her i guess i don't know if that was at church or if it was a conference but uh she recently spoke about
0: you said what it's her version of church yes okay
1: her version of church yep um. Anyways, y'all, let's just listen to the clip. Her talking about
4: Beyonce. Sir, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. How dare you call yourself a Christian? I don't care what pastor you got that is okay with it. I don't care what pastor you got that think is cool. I don't care what pastor you got that singing along to they song. Because they want some clout. Why do you think that man call himself Jehovah? It was short for Jehovah. When a witch has a coven, it's normally a small thing. Witches covens are normally three to seven people. When it becomes thousands, it's called a hive. Y'all are part of that lady beehive? And you call yourself a Christian? May the dealings of the Lord come upon you. You think this is small stuff? you think you not going to that lady's concert is not an initiation you think you not going to that concert is not a ritual you think you not going to concert it's not a gate that entire concert is a gate
1: So oh, let's get right into it, Lizzie. What were your thoughts when you heard Tiffany's um message to all of those who are going to Renaissance? Because my thing is, if you got waitlisted, just say that. If, <laughs> if 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 you couldn't if you couldn't afford the tickets, just say that. But you should be able to afford the tickets because you'd be doing the what is it, the millions, trillions, billions, what is it?
0: The Millions Conference? The
1: Millions Conference. Use some of the millions and get yourself a seat. If you wanted to be in Club Renaissance, just say that, sis. But what's
0: your thought? I think that it reminded me of stereotypical controlling, spiritually abusive leaders who want to tell their congregation what to do and how to do it with no founding, behind what's being said so it was very um scary to me especially with the aggression that she used Mm -hmm. to rebuke and basically off of what god said to her so you know at these gatherings that she has for people that have left stereotypical church functions um it was very much demonstrative and i felt really bad for people in there that are innocent and don't know what the difference is. Like I felt grieved, like, wow, that's really sad. Cause someone's sitting in there feeling bad about their choice to go enjoy their life.
1: Mm. What would you say to the person who says something like that? So do you believe, you personally, do you believe that Beyonce Mm. is demonic?
0: No, can I, Mm. I I wanna expand on it though because I feel like for me Um, In every single culture, every Mm -hmm. single culture, there are ties to witchcraft and there are ties to the foundation of how we are as humans in the flesh. You find that in the Bible as well. So like the reason Levites were separated because they had to separate from their culture of witchcraft and pagan ritualism and things like that. So I think what it is with Beyonce that's so triggering for people is that they tie it to when she does things in African roots And it is a practice, but it's not her saying I'm practicing this ritual. It's her celebrating the culture from which we were born from, highlighting our our culture and how even things in the earth are tied to it. I don't think she's Mm -hmm. practicing witchcraft. I think she's pulling out things that we've always been shamed for over the years in our culture or Mm -hmm. said, don't even learn about it or don't even look like that. Mm -hmm. So it's very triggering to, I believe black people in Christianity because we've been whitewashed for so long. So for me, I don't believe that she's a practicing witch. I believe that she has known God, that she may have said that even salvation prayer younger, Uh um, we we don't know the condition of her soul versus her salvation. So I wouldn't say that she's demonic. I would say that she is an artist and she's mm-hmm. embracing all sides of who she is as a person in the earth. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm going to go down. Uh, this is Tiffany's uh, Facebook page. It also mirrors some. It kind of reminds me of something like Kanye would do on his page, just like when he goes on mm-hmm. these rants. But this is from the woman of God. Um, my Let me snap. Because the it, I'm not supposed to put my mouth on the prophet. Oof. Lord, forgive me. Okay. She said, I could care less. I could care less. I could care less. I could care, couldn't care less. I could care less. Oh, whatever. She said, I could care less how y'all feel about how I said something. Just so we're clear. I'ma say it worse next time. I promise. So that's one, right? Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just very um mm. rude. Really? She's interesting. She said, mm-hmm. um I'm going I, I'm I'm just going down while she's also posting these pictures of her and her little skins. Mm, That's interesting. Mm -hmm. So she said she came at Heather Lindsay the other day, who is also a Hmm. well-known Christian influencer, I would say, pastor, Christian influencer. Mm -hmm. She said, Heather Lindsay, repent. If I could tag her, I would. If, and I do say if, the almighty God told me to give this warning as a prophet of God, to the body of Christ, then you're not coming against me. You're going against God. There will be a showdown and it's clear what side you're on. Repent. Prophetess Tiffany. Um mm. the reason why she did that because um, you know, she's got a much backlash, right? Um yes. she says this also trash is trash. I didn't just talk about bail, Lance. You get it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. I also talked about the popular bracelet everyone is wearing right now, Balenciaga, and a host of other things Christians still support and have publicly declared their hate for the almighty God. Wrong is wrong, no matter how good you look doing it. Beyonce and these other brands are not Christian according to the standard of the Bible, so she slash they is not my problem. They're doing what they're supposed to do to evangelize you into the kingdom of darkness. But you, the believer, the one who called himself a Christian, follower of Jesus Christ, you are the one I'm rebuking. You have no business mixing God with the world. You have no business going to these concerts at the same time singing the song of the Lord. You have no business trying to have both light and darkness. Trash these things like they did in Acts 19, 19, so that the word of God will grow mightily and prevail. There will be a showdown. The prophets of Baal versus the prophets of the almighty God. And we all know who wins this fight, 1 Kings 18. Many of them also, which used curious arts, brought their books together and burned them before all men, and they counted the price of them and founded 50,000 pieces of silver, so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. <sighs> Okay. Um, I could go on and on and on and on and on, but I'm not. I want your thoughts because you you know you know the Lord, you love the Lord. He heard your cry. Yes, okay. he did. Um, you're a prophet. You know, talk to me. Um, what's going on with Tiffany?
0: Well, I think first of all, um if we want to be nitpicky, right? Like, I think there's a lot of nitpicking and there's a lot of religious behavior. Um, there's a lot of, and when I say religious, some of you that listen may not know, like there's a difference between relationship. And then there's a difference between people who carry out ritualistic acts, which a lot of her followers behave in as well. So, she's very religious to say, oh, this is what prophets of Baal are. If you don't know what that is, it's in second Kings and it's the showdown between the prophet Elijah, one, one prophet Mm -hmm. and um, prophets that were false under Jezebel and Ahab, her husband. Um, They're very specific traits of Jezebel. So when she's calling Beyonce Baal, she's saying, you know, that reference to that. Um, But I think with her, she's looking for these parameters to um, basically control how people receive God are what they can do and what they can't do. And a lot of prophets do that. Um, Calling yourself like an old time prophet to expose and reveal. And then ultimately in the story of Jezebel, she's killed. So, um, you know, that's a very vengeful some people call it justice type of thing. And so when people are these end time move type people, they can be very, very, very harsh. And um, just the fact that she doesn't carry the fruits of the spirit and even delivering it. Right. So what let's say that God does speak for her people hand.
1: who don't. Who don't know, because not everybody, you know, who listens, listen, read the Bible. The fruits of the spirit. What is that? Because I hear fruits of the spirit. I know what it is, but somebody listening to my hear fruits of the spirit, they might be like, oh, some Mm -hmm. flavor spirits, you know, some Uh, uh strawberry, pineapple, moscato. (laughs) what is the fruits of the spirit?
2: Yes, yes.
0: So the fruits of the spirit are the characteristics that we're supposed to carry um, as Christians on the earth. So they are charity, joy peace, patience, kindness, goodness, generosity, gentleness, faithfulness, modi- modesty, self-control, and chastity. Mm. So the when you receive Holy Spirit in your salvation, then the fruits of the Spirit you have access to. So just out mm-hmm. of that, out of what I just listed, none of that was done with joy or peace or kindness, goodness, gentleness, like there is a way to give a rebuke. So I'm a prophet. I don't go by that all the time. I don't feel the need to sign prophetess Lizzie, or prophet Lizzie. But this is what I mean by nitpicky. There's no verbiage of prophetess in the Bible. It would be just prophet. That would be correct. That's something we created, right? So we Mm. all add on to things. So, you I don't need to go by prophet to carry the fruits of the spirit. That's basic foundational Christianity. So, if there's a rebuke to be given, it can be done in gentleness because when the Father corrects us, He comes in love. So, even if God gave her this word, and I'm going to say if because I'm not threatened by witchcraft to say that I'll lose my influence Ooh. by speaking on what God is saying to me as well.
1: Don't get my podcast. So,
0: <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's not going <laughs> to happen. You know, I get it. They say all the time, "Do my prophets no harm." Mm-hmm. You know, touch not my anointing, do my prophets no harm. But what is your mouth doing? Mm. what What are the implications of this word and the rebuke that you gave? It is not comparable to Elijah and Jezebel because that situation with Jezebel was a whole like five hundred prophets, false prophets of Baal, coming against an entire region. So she's mm-hmm. saying, she's mixing two things because now Beyonce is a witch with a coven. What does that even mean? So, so all of y'all going to the concert or a coven?
1: And putting herself into the scripture instead of exegesis in the exegesis the scripture correctly, she's putting herself and yes. her own thoughts and beliefs and um, convictions into the scriptures.
0: Yes, mm. because we can do that. Like if you can't handle something, you just can't handle it. If you become right. consumed by celebrity, you just can't handle it. If you're obsessed right. with music, then you just can't handle it. Our convictions mm. are very um, personal. There are commandments in the Bible, but conviction is what Holy Spirit brings to you about the way you should live your life. So maybe God did tell her not to go to the Beyonce concert. Do you believe: that music is, be
1: Do you believe that music that music industry is evil? No. Okay. I don't. So what did you think about Sam Smith's performance at the Grammys? Uh,
0: I feel like that was unholy. Okay. I feel like that was... That was um, Which was the name of the
1: song. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> it is. But I mean, I, so this is the thing. I don't think the entertainment industry or the music industry is evil. I okay. believe that there are evil intentions that come from it. And mm. whoever wants to be a vessel for either kingdom can be the vessel. So Mm -hmm. we each have a choice in what we want to present, but there Mm -hmm. is feel good, loving music that is created that are by what we consider secular artists that bring Mm -hmm. no harm, that bring out joy in the, in the land, that bring out peace that give people like just something good, even during hard times, that's Mm -hmm. not evil. Right? So when we demonize a whole part of how we receive, then it becomes a problem. But Sam Smith's was, it was dedicated to the unholy nature of what he's singing about.
1: Okay, so what do you say about, mm-hmm. and we're gonna get back to the uh, Beyonce and Tiffany of it all, right? But this is connected. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you say to those Christians who believe like they uh, Maverick City Music and uh, Kirk Franklin and the Sample Slash Sunday Service Choir got a lot of flack um, because they performed with different artists at the Grammy Awards, right? They performed Lizzo. They performed with Quavo. Uh, they performed, with, um, Quavo, uh, they performed mm-hmm. with Mary J. Blige for "Good Morning Gorgeous." Mary J. Blige in that gold <laughs> dress. I'm gonna need her to let them gold and silver sequence dresses go. Um, cause we're tired. We're tired, mother. Try some red. Try some green. Try some color. Like all the sequins. Is mm-hmm. anyways, uh, people were really upset about that, and they were like, they shouldn't have mm-hmm. gone, they shouldn't have stayed, shared the same stage with Sam Smith, as if Maverick City Music was like up there during his performance. Um, Also, there's great criticism that came out after uh, LeBron James, shout out to my king. Uh, After LeBron James uh, broke the record, Nike released this uh, commercial called Witness, and um, it was just about witnessing the greatness of LeBron Mm -hmm. James breaking this record. It had church music in the background, and it was a sermon, and it was like, who did you come here to see? Did you come here to see the man? He's a man like no other man. So the guy was obviously talking about Jesus, but then, like, Christians are very upset with that. So lately, we've heard um, sermons in the pulpit about Maverick City music, sermons in the YouTubers like your Marcus Rogers and your doing these long videos about, you know, LeBron and this uh, video, uh, Maverick City music performing Kirk Franklin at the Grammys, Beyonce. Um, What is your thoughts? Because I feel like lately we've seen a trend where people are preaching more about people than they're preaching about Jesus.
0: Yes. So I would say to them, separated doesn't mean isolated. They talk Mm. a lot about be not. Say that again. Say that again. (laughs) Separated doesn't mean isolated. (laughs) They talk a lot about be not of the world, be in the world. Right. So even in that, it means that we have to be somewhere. And I think that we need lessons and we need um, more outside of the pulpit. The pulpit time should be for scripture. It should be for encouraging and edifying of the saints. It should be for building up of the saints. But in other contexts I think we need to learn how to have impact. The truth mm-hmm. is, is that the church is low level without impact for many, many years and far behind um, in so many ways because we refuse to embrace and be who we're called to be outside of churching. So you're worried about your church service. You're concerned about a country having your Christian values, but you're not actually making impact. When is the last time someone was saved? So Maverick City being in that space and the choir being in that space is a perfect example of evangelism because how are they ever supposed to experience it? No one's coming to church. There's actually a thing called WARNA, and they do a, like, demographics of how many people are in church per year.
2: And mm-hmm. the last
0: percentages were disparaging for believers because it was 3% of people that came back to church after COVID. Yeah, 3%. I'm
1: that, and I'm not in that
0: 3%, but, unfortunately. <laughs> you're not in that 3%, right? Because I'm definitely there's the been experiences. You said what? that have There's been experiences for you that have not been... Yeah great right yeah so if that is the large number that 97 percent of people are no longer going we have to go to them to present salvation but that's not what church is about for most people so maverick city being at the grammys is a good thing it's a great thing the presence of god can come in when they're worshiping him in this public platform it doesn't have to be in church but For so many people, they're afraid that they'll get there and do something that they will believe will make them unsaved or they'll be taken over by the atmosphere or they will not know what to do. So the fear of losing your deliverance is Mm. what cripples and paralyzes people. But like this is how I combat that conversation, because I do move in evangelism in my call when I was working in twenty eighteen on Fairfax and Melrose in West Hollywood. I That year, there was 123 people that got saved from my ministry, but I was working in the hair industry. So I have soul goals, right? Like there are believers that just go to church and no one ever gets saved by being around them. They're just going to church. So you're limiting Maverick City and you have to sow seeds into people. There are some people that were in full out witchcraft next to me, near me. I'm, I was literally at the Golden Globes that year and people are lighting candles in witchcraft. And I'm talking about how I don't have to light a candle to anything because I can pray to God at any moment to cure anxiety. He can calm my anxiousness right now. And then I say, hey, can I pray for you about this? okay, do you not know Jesus? And it it turns into Jesus coming into their space. Mm. But we are so blind and we think separated means I can't look like that, I can't be touched, I can't be next to it. And that's not even the representation of Jesus. So I think Mm -hmm. that we need to go back to what Jesus actually did when he walked the earth. He was never actually in a church until he was flipping tables to tell them that they're Pharisees and they're doing something wrong in his father's house.
1: What would you say to the church folk, right? Who said the reason why people um, don't want to come back to church is because they want to just live any type of way and they want to do their own type of thing and they don't want accountability. So that's why they don't come to church because the church didn't hurt you. People in the church hurt you. And if you go to a restaurant and the food is bad, that doesn't mean that every single restaurant, that that doesn't mean that the restaurant is necessarily bad. It means the chef didn't do what he had to do or the person who was working there didn't plate the food properly, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera.
0: I think that's um, toxic. I think that Mm. that is spiritual abuse. I think that that is um, diminishing someone's hurt and pain. And many church folks will say, well, we are the church too. So if we are the church and a person in church hurts you, then church hurts you. There, it's a stupid conversation to say what church hit, hurt is or isn't. A person is hurt. People don't stay out of church a lot of the time because their sin is too great. They stay out of church because there's no reception for them. And by you just even saying those things, you keep them out and you make sure you're righteous. But the last time I checked, the Bible says we are our righteousness is all but filthy rags. Filthy rags. That means every single one of us, right? So when they do this, I believe the people that stay away from church don't want to go through the drama. There's enough drama in life. They don't Challenges. want to bring another like space where they're not safe. If you're not cultivating safety within your congregation, if someone can't come and say, Hey, I fell in this way, or I'm struggling here, I'm having an issue with there and their business stay private. If they can't just come and be vulnerable and without your elders running amok or Mm -hmm. without these large rebukes and opinions being told from the pulpit opinions about lifestyles opinions about choices and no scriptural basis people don't want to receive that I don't think that it's actually about accountability I think it's about a lack of accountability from the pulpit and people actually preaching that keeps people out
1: I think for me uh for my own um I have accountability I have people who I do life with um hmm, how do I say this I'm trying to navigate this correctly um your church should be a safe space and a safe place to go to, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And a lot of churches aren't. I've had situations where somebody's like, oh, I want to do life with you. And then Mm -hmm. they want to do it so they can say that they quote unquote fixed you. My God, today we are talking Mm -hmm. good in here. Uh, So they can say, because that makes them feel better because they're Mm -hmm. like, oh, the more people, oof, the more people that I fix, the more that I can feel fixed.
0: Oof. Yes. Oh, Jesus.
1: Because they're still broken in whatever it is that they are. And they've pretty much convinced themselves that they're no longer broken. And then now I'm gonna go ahead and I'm going to have a bunch of people who I quote unquote fix, right? Um mm-hmm. and then when it doesn't look like the way that they want it to look, then they go ahead and they drop the person, right? Or you have a situation mm-hmm. where you're open, honest, transparent, real with somebody, and then your um the information that you divulge with them and share with them, they go and they start. Asking other people in your friend group this question, that question, what do you mm-hmm. know about this? Um, and there's just a lot of that stuff. Your 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 conversation is now weaponized at brunch, mm. mm-hmm.
0: like all of those
1: things. So, like for me, why would I go somewhere that's supposed to be a safe space
0: mm-hmm.
1: and go there every single week and feel unsafe? Right. I can talk to my accountability partners. I can I read every day I read my word. I pray. I listen to my good mm-hmm. worship music for the one, two, one, two. And I would say, I mean, you, you know, Lizzie, I would say today I'm in a much, much, much healthier space in life, not going to church every single week than when I was. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree. I think it's the mental torment that comes with environments like that and the dysfunction mm-hmm. um, because there's always a fear and you may not, other people, listeners may not know this word, but it's called disfellowshipping. So in cultures like that, when your information is shared, then people start to distance themselves from you or they know things about you and then they speak to you from a place of judgment. Um, mm-hmm. That's actually something that a therapist, a licensed therapist would tell you is very detrimental to your mental health. So uh-huh. I, I think the battle is like, so for someone like me, I have a church that when I'm in America, I visit in person all the time. Like I'm a part of their regular community. I don't serve that much there. Like, yes, I prophesy I'm a part, um, but I'm not like in demand to be there on Sundays to do something. Um, and then I have a, a church that I serve at, as a leader, as a prophet. Um, And then I have churches that I serve on the boards of that I never see. I find value in going on Sunday to the church in America that I visit because it's true community to me. It's loving. It's caring. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I think when you start to get into some of the ways that we do things in church, it can build anxiety in people and it can bring a lot of harm. And so, but the the argument has been covering versus accountability partners, right? So they feel like you need an authority figure over you. So I definitely have like pastors that are covering, but it's not a patriarchal, like they talk down to me, they tell me what to do, what I can and can't do, um, which is what we're seeing even in the way Tiffany's talking to her congregation. It's like, I'm rebuking you to not do this. Um, my, me and my pastors have conversations and I get free will choice that God gave me to either Mm -hmm. follow God or follow the wisdom they're giving me that may lead to God or say, no, I don't believe that that's from God. You should have the free will choice and human right that God gave all of us to decide. And that is not seen. So I understand why people stay out of it because Mm -hmm. that that adds more pain to your life. Like, I've seen you in the last year be so productive, so joyful. So like, and then trials and tribulation came, but you didn't fold underneath it. You didn't fold, right? You had people to support you and lift up your arms. And most people wouldn't even imagine how much you worship, how much you pray, like how dedicated to your relationship with Jesus you are.
1: Well, that's because they focus on the one thing right? Mm -hmm. Oh, this nigga likes niggas. So (laughs) he can't love Jesus at the same time. That's good. That's going to be a good clip right there. Um, Yes, it is. (laughs) And it's crazy because I'm way more connected to people who's in church every single Sunday. People who are worship leaders uh, Mm -hmm. across the nation. um, Mm -hmm. People who you would look at them and you're like, "Oh, they got it all together," but they don't. And the reason why they stay in church is because they don't know how to function outside of church. Yes. So, yes. so yeah, let's 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 get back to Beyonce because I'm I'm up a tree that uh, I'm gonna pull back from right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I want everybody to just realize, though, for real, for real, for real, for real, is. Worry about your own personal relationship with God, right? If you yeah. you profess to be a Christian, like get to a place where you're not focused on the rules and you're just focused on the relationship.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's it. Because there's so many rules and half of those rules aren't even biblical. Right. But mm-hmm. what people do is they're like, oh, well, you can't do this. You can't drink. You can't smoke. You can't watch this on TV. You can't do that. You can't do this. And just imagine you walking around thinking that you're free, but you're really in bondage.
0: That's, That's called extreme beliefs. It's it's actually categorized as extreme beliefs, Yeah, which falls under cult, occultic yeah. practices, yes. because it's extreme. The Bible does not say that you cannot drink. It actually doesn't. It says, do not become drunk with wine and turn to debauchery. So it's the action that would happen after that, right? But people, they cling to the law, which is Old Testament. New Testament is different. And it's the whole reason Jesus died on the cross as well, for us not to be bound by the law. He came to fulfill the law and to abolish the law at the same time. So we don't have to live by rules.
1: I want to play something real quick
0: uh our good
1: good sis michelle williams gave a good holy read she was nice nasty i said yes michelle she said my i suggest you don't with my sis." sis all right anybody who knows renaissance gets that reference let's listen to what mother prophetess evangelist pastor michelle williams had to say
2: I just wish we would pray as publicly for entertainers as we rebuke them and damn their soul to hell. God, his will is that no one would perish. Um, In that scripture, it it even says he is um, patient with us um, so that we will repent and, and acknowledge that he is God. He is Lord of all. Um, I believe, yes, Jesus is enough, and I I will stand on that. Jesus is enough, but I will never. I know it ain't my calling mission um, to damn entertainers to hell and to say that they will drop dead. The devil is a lie. I would rather speak life and call that person who God sees them to be in the end, that's giving god glory everybody being saved even if even if you aren't in the entertainment industry everybody get to know jesus please get to know him and get to know him for yourself i grew up in church and sometimes i hate that i grew up in church because a lot that i see is like regurgitated foolishness that you just saw other people do But when you get to know Jesus and you really begin to um, cultivate a relationship with him, um, it is amazing. And then once you have that relationship with Christ, you know certain things you will do and won't do anymore. Just like you used to pop bottles and drop it like it's hot and the Lord changed your life, it's a possibility that God will do the same things to others. God, God, that that they'll have that same transformation as well. No one damned your soul to hell. Mm-mm. Again, the devil is a liar. I pray that everybody comes to know Jesus. Alright? Bye-bye.
1: Alright, Lizzie, what do you think about um, You know, Michelle, listen, she said that with her own entire chest. What do you feel about what she had to say?
0: I love what she said. I think that it's so important. And the biggest thing she highlighted to me is that there's no compassion from the rebuke that was given. Mm -hmm. And our main jobs as as believers would be to pray. If we believe that someone Mm -hmm. is really operating in witchcraft,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: it is our job. It is our... Responsibility. Right. And honestly, when I watched it, I don't know if I told you this earlier, but like I thought, oh my God, is Beyonce okay? Because her friend is doing a very public declaration of like they "They don't say quiet. They are very quiet, but it has been years of demonizing this woman and Mm -hmm. she says nothing and she shows up and does what she does and she has her family. She's not bothering them. She's not even like calling people. She doesn't even call her fans the beehive. They name themselves that. Hello. Mm -hmm. But I think like I, I really saw Michelle pleading to stop harming my friend. So I actually prayed for Beyonce not to kill herself because I felt suicide Mm. was coming after her. Mm. I felt like it was such a heavy blow. And then for it to be from another black woman was Mm. even like, I felt it weightier this time than anybody Mm -hmm. else, you know?
1: I I think we don't see people as people. That's a part of the problem. We see these celebrities and Mm -hmm. they don't see them as people. These are people with real life emotions, Mm -hmm. with real life feelings, but this is church culture. Right, because church, if everybody's like, "Oh, it's this that," but it's a business at the end of the day. Um, I saw that mm-hmm. with Maverick City Music. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm sorry, I have to do it. What I don't like is when people they'll use you. For you they'll use you for your gift. And then discard mm-hmm. you afterwards, and act like you never existed. We talked about it on the show a little bit last year with Dante Bow, uh, Maver- formerly a Maverick City Music. Now he's out here becoming a fashion icon. He's out here making hey. good music still. Uh, he's going on tour with some of our faves, right? Um, yeah. But Maverick City Music, the business, the entity, the the ooh, this is where we are. They pretty much have shunned him, right? Because they yeah. don't agree with certain aspects of his life, whatever they might be. I'm not going to speculate. Mm-hmm. I, right? Whatever they may m- yeah. might be. Um, but what really was bothersome to me, Maverick mm-hmm. City wouldn't be where they are without Dante Ball. Some of their exactly. biggest songs, some of their biggest anth- anthems were written by him. Yes. Right?
2: At the mm-hmm. Grammys,
1: they didn't mention him at all. He got his awards, but he wasn't allowed to accept the awards when they accepted the awards. They didn't even thank mm-hmm. him. And he wrote so much of that project. Um, yeah. I've seen this happen with other people. I've seen it happen with Daryl Walls. Yeah. Where, oh, we love the gift. We love the gift. We're crying. Oh, sing at our church. Come here. Come here. Use you. 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 And then when... The when the I would say when the majority finds out some things that Mm -hmm. you already knew, but you didn't care Mm -hmm. because you said, well, you're bringing in the people. Right. You're bringing in the money. (laughs) You're bringing in in the tithes, all of that because of your voice, because of your gifts. So we're just going to keep it on the hush hush. But then when it gets quote unquote out, then you act like. Oh, my goodness, we have to do something. We have to sit this person down. Oh, we have to do that. And we see that a lot. There's no compassion. Mm -hmm. There's no compassion at all. There's no compassion. And if you believe that X, Y, and Z is a sin, right? Whatever it may Mm -hmm. be. Jesus sat with the, you you claim to be following after Jesus. Jesus sat with the sinners. Mm -hmm. He didn't kick him to the curb. He didn't. Disfellowship them he didn't act like they were dirty Mm -hmm. i feel like a whole these organizations they need to do a better job and i think leading with compassion out of all things Mm -hmm. is the most important thing leading with compassion because you never know the years of abuse that these churches put people through yeah. There was a young man um a couple of weeks ago and then I hand it out to you as we wrapping up. Uh he's like a fashion um designer, whatever. Um and he came out and he was like, Hey, I wish I want y'all to know that I will no longer be living my life as a bisexual man. Um He's like, I will not lay with men anymore because it's a sin. I don't want to sin against God and yada, 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 yada. Now, I'm all for living your truth. If it is your truth, oof, I'm all for all of it, right? Move how you move. But this whole, who told you that, right? And, mm-hmm. and like, so on, uh, you know, I was following the story on Gay Magazine um, blog, and a lot of people was like clowning him. They was dragging him. They're like, "Girl, be quiet!" Whoop whoop whoop. And I said, "No no 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 no! I know everybody wants a good key, he he ha ha." <laughs> but I'm looking at a deeper level. This is like mental and probably emotional uh, yeah. uh, uh, anguish that he's in, right? Because when you grow mm-hmm. up, your whole entire life, and you're, be told, you're being told, "It's wrong! It's wrong! It's wrong! It's wrong!" You're going to hell! You're going to hell! You're going to hell! You're going to hell! Going to hell, going to hell. And now you can't be yourself because you feel like if I'm being myself, I'm going to hell, right? So you can't love yeah. property. You can't live properly mm-hmm. because you've been beaten the head with this doctrine that this is it, this is this, 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 this. And it's passed down from generation to generation. So now he and then so you now you're thinking about you think about that, then it's probably most of us don't go to therapy for it because black people don't go to therapy. What? Right? Therapy yeah. for white people. Like, we've had those mentalities. So now you have all of this stuff on you. I pray I pray for the young man because he could be going through so much. He can want to be kill himself. Like, all of those things, suicide amongst uh, That Black LGBTQ community is pretty high because of isolation, mm-hmm. because of rejection, because of abandonment, all of these things, right? But mm-hmm. I guarantee you, at some point, he was told in the ter- in church, there's something wrong with you. I guarantee you he yes. was told, you're going to hell. Pray it away, pray it away, pray it away. And now that he's on this new journey, and I respect his journey, whatever it may look like, but I feel like if he quote unquote slips and falls, once again, he's going to go back in that cycle of feeling like he's unworthy, like he's undeserving.
0: Yeah. Mm. for sure. I think that in all that you were just expressing about. There's a there's something we do really terribly in church, and we like to get people delivered from a lot of things, except for being Pharisees and having judgment Mm. um, and false judgment. And we build up structures that tear people down instead of building them up. Mm. One of the wisest leaders I've ever had told me. I will never present someone a problem without a solution. I will never have someone um, be told that they are broken without walking with them to help pick up the pieces. So don't be the kind of leader who leaves people with the title of what happened to them or what's wrong with them Hmm. and drops it there. Hmm. So in a lot of ways, I feel like in all of these subjects, There's a scripture, Matthew seven, it talks about, you will be at the measure you judge is at the measure in which you shall be judged. Mm -hmm. And I believe that for the church, there is about to be a major turning of the judgment that they have passed for decades and decades. And our lack of love and compassion for people and their journey and whatever your judgment is about how people sin or what way they turn or what they do with their lives is about to come smack dab in their face Mm. because it is not on God's heart to break people Mm. more and sometimes people are breaking other people's will to even live and that is never his desire I also feel like there is a separation between people who just carry the love of God in the earth. I have never heard people fight so much about what love actually is instead of just doing it. There needs to be a great returning to what the acts Two church even looked like. And that was community and doing life together and having all things common. So even when, you know, you're talking about this dollars and cents of it all, Right. The tr- mm-hmm. truth is, is that large organizations take money to run their organization. Mm-hmm. The truth is, is that even for someone like me, I'm a missionary. I'm currently in Greece. That takes money. But you personally know that me being present on different podcasts and platforms has cost me money. Has. So even a situation. Yeah, it has. Like because I'm not going to be sequestered from people I love from what God has spoken to me. I'm not going to do that. But that means that there's been times where I've actually been hungry because a ministry partner has walked away. And I think in the situation with, with if we go back to with Dante Beau, it wasn't going to make dollars and cents because the Pharisees that follow them are the ones that are purchasing everything. They're the ones that get the merch. They're the crowd that's calling for a Ruslan or a Marcus Rogers to crucify them for walking with Dante Bo. So this church culture of we're gonna sit them down after we use their gift, mm. we're gonna sit them down, which their secret is public. Even mm. a friend of the show, Renald, um, mm-hmm. who's just like one of our amazing friends online, he you know has this very public sense of what people knew privately. So now you're not worthy to come in and lead worship. That is the culture that has been continued. But I can't find where that's kingdom where someone has to sit down to prove to you that they're worthy again. And yeah. I, I like to use this example in the Bible. I know we're wrapping up, but I think it's important that like Peter denies Christ three times, right? Mm-hmm. Christ goes to the cross, he's raised again. The next time that he's there, Peter immediately goes to tell him, this is what I did wrong. This I, I denied you. And Jesus turns to him and says, You are the rock and the foundation from which my church will be built. People would say that that's blasphemy, that that is horrible. He denied the very Savior. You see that also in the Old Testament with Abraham and Sarah. Abraham and Sarah laughed. They literally laughed at God about, like, she laughed. And then she lied that she laughed. And in the Mm. next stanza, God says what he promised Abraham to be. Mm after they had Ishmael already. So there's all of these instances where people egregiously mess up and then they're still right back to what God said who they are. So these heavy weighty judgments of who's gonna burn in hell, it's very scary because there's also scripture that says, depart from me, I know not of you. You did all these signs, miracles, wonders in my name. I don't know you. Mm. It sounds very much like that. Mm. Where is the miracle coming from? Hell can actually also produce supernatural acts. So where is your power actually coming from? Especially when it's lacking of the fruits of the spirit, love, and the characteristics of God.
1: Mm. Well, we did it again, Lizzie. I think we're going to do some numbers. Um, where can the people find me?
0: They can find me on Instagram at Lizzy P. Lawton, L-I-Z-Z-Y, P is in Paul, L-A-W-T-O-N. It's actually everywhere. Um, yeah, on YouTube, you're going to want to follow along. I've been in Greece for a couple weeks. And so I'm posting about life and culture here and going to be visiting the island of Creed soon. Or Paul established churches, it, it's fun though. I, I'm I do fun influencer stuff, I'm not boring, profit all the time, and um, I love to speak to creatives as well. So you'll just see that on my pages.
1: Well, I want to thank you, Lizzie, for stopping by. We're gonna probably, I'm sure, we'll have to bring you back on sometime during this season because you know, the church's going to church, right? Um, yes, once again. I would normally give a disclaimer like this is an attack on Christianity as a whole or whatever, whatever, but I don't feel like yeah. I'm to do that. Um, if you feel offended, then that means it was for you. Hit dogs holler. So quit, so, so quit doing what you're doing and we won't have to talk about you. Alright? We are going to take a break and then we're going to wrap the show up after this break. Thank you for listening to the Conference for the Culture. This has been Terse Talk with Lizzie Lawton, and we will be back after
4: this
3: what's good culture Holics I want to thank you all for listening to yet another week this was episode 53 we are in uh, <laughs> we're in season two and I'm really excited I want to thank Talan Lucas coming by uh, talking all things pop culture with us he is our new pop culture correspondent. All right. So anything that has to deal with the culture, not just pop culture, but black culture, uh, he's gonna be doing his correspondence. And then obviously, shout out to Lizzie Lawden, A.K.A. The church, the church resident, our resident church, um, lady, whatever you want to call it, but <laughs> she came and she dropped some gems. Uh, I can't wait for y'all to just continue to watch this show grow. I want to thank everybody who has donated. We are still looking for those donations. We have fifty eight people out of the two hundred already. Um, so yeah, let's keep making it happen, y'all. I love y'all. Next week we got another show for you. I got some major guests lined up. Uh, if you haven't checked out the latest episodes, make sure that you go listen to our interview with Todd Jones as well as our interview with uh, DJ Mike Q. All right. Tap into it. Get into it. Yeah. All right. I love y'all. I love y'all. Um, and I just want to encourage y'all to keep pushing. We're here in February. You might feel like, you know, your dreams, your goals, your aspirations, uh, they're not coming fast enough. I just want you guys to continue to to do the work. Continue to do the work. It's all going to make sense, all right? It's all going to make sense. I love y'all, and I will see you next week.